0: Here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KO Army share their thoughts on all things town. And I hope you all had a good week. It's been cold. There's been snow about. But we're cracking on with another Kings of Anglia podcast, which is proudly sponsored by Ginger Pickle and Manscaped. I'm joined this week by two Welsh men, fine Welsh men in Sweet rough Prince, Harvey Davis and Welsh Mark. Boys, it's a pleasure. Um, town are on a roll, Harvey. How you doing?
1: Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's uh, I think it was before Christmas. Maybe I was uh, I was on last. I know it's nice to be back speaking speaking to yourselves again. As you mentioned, the weather very very snowy, very snowy. Where I am very thick. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm all good. As as I said before, we went on air. As long as I can get to Bolton, that's all I care about. So um, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good, and it's uh, yes. Yeah, Pretty Good times for which which fine at the moment, isn't it? It's going pretty well at the moment. Hopefully, that continues on the weekend and uh, towards the rest of the season. So, yeah, looking forward to chatting all things time to with uh, the with YouTube fan gentlemen tonight. If uh, if Mark's Wi Fi works, that's it.
0: Yeah, um, people want to put curtain um chat here. Uh, Welsh Mark's internet is having a bit of a mare, but um, he's still here and it's a pleasure to have you back on, my friend. How's things? Things
2: are. Things are good. Thank you very much. Nice to be here, both with a with a, a two thirds Welsh contingent on the on the pod tonight. So you know, yeah, I think that's great, Diane Roscoe. Uh, we'll all be speaking Welsh soon because I'm, uh, you know, going to take Massimo Longo and Conor Chaplin as honorary Welshmen because uh, you know, because I can and, and I will. So yes, yeah, lovely to be here. Um, it's 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 pretty wet and cold and horrible down here um snow yesterday but it is clearing but generally speaking yeah very busy work's been hectic um having an extension built on the side of my house so things have been exceptionally busy at the moment um, but we're okay and this this little run of um, four straight winds has lifted my spirits tremendously it's uh, it's it's been good i've been waking up on a Monday morning with a little little spring in my step which is which is at my age is to be commended
0: I'd like to hear it, my friend. I like to hear it. It's good to have both of you on. Um of course this is a late sort of belated uh, St. David's Day celebration. So um what what's that in Welsh? Can one of you guys say
2: it? Uh teeth dairy, I think.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I'll let I'll let the I'll let the person with the actual yeah. Welsh accent say it because yeah. I think I could pass as being from Chester, to be honest with you. So um Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah, we we did we had cowl here, which is like a, a, a lamb a We had uh, Welsh cakes. Which is always always great. Although I have got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about people, um, you know, um, messing around with the traditional Welsh cake. You now get them with chocolate chips, Nutella, jam. You, you know, yeah. you can put anything in a, in, a, in a Welsh cake. It should have, you know, dried fruit, and, and I think that's about the limit. Yeah, but that's, um, nice. yeah Welsh cakes. That's a know. criminal offence.
1: That we can't be having. We can't be having Nutella.
2: I know no Nutella. What's, what, you know you know Nutella is Italian. What's it got to do with Wales? Well, having said that, we have got lots of Italians in the Valley. So, you know, there is a tenuous link there. But yeah, but, but we did, yeah, a bit of cows and Welsh cakes, lots of Welsh cakes, Penderin, a bit of Welsh cheese. Lovely.
0: Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, and as you both said, it's great to be a Town fan. I want to say again, it's just this season we've had ups and downs. Um, a great run of form, of course. Um, games we, we should be winning. Um, you know, we probably are the favourites going into all those four games against Forest Green, MK, Burton and Accurton, but um, we did it. We beat them because normally banana skins and all that. Harvey, what have you liked? That is the question I'm asking on the podcast. What have you liked about those four four wins? All clean sheets, 12 goals. Hutchie's in the millions now. Um, thoughts on the four games?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, there the, are the four games we sh- should be winning, but we all know it's, it's never as easy as that, especially teams that, you know, are, are fighting for their lives. Yes, they might not have the quality as we saw with with Accrington, um, who I thought looked like didn't even look like half the team that we've seen with. You know, Colby Bishop and Ross Sykes and uh, Nottingham, and that, that. I mean, they looked really poor, but they're they're still dangerous because they're they're fighting for every ball, and there's absolutely zero pressure on them. So, um, really pleased, really really pleased. You know the you look back to the the MK Dons one, for example, I think they're all different types of wins, you know, similar in some sense And the, the MK Dons match where maybe we thought we'd turn up there and win 3-4-0 um, when really it, it took a bit of magic from Sammy Morsi, you know, and then you, you flip to the Burton game where we were in control so early on and then you go back to the Accrington game where you know, we 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 went one nil up at the break and then you know, it, that second half it wasn't as easy as, as just coming out there and scoring four or five again because we know exactly what Aplington are, are going to bring. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be fighting for everything. They're going to be defensively solid. Um, so no, it's 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 good to it's good to see us being able to break down these um, teams that come and sit with a with a low block. And I know I don't know whether it's Sure Andy that hates that saying or is it Heathy? one one of them anyway. But um, it's it's good to see. Maybe earlier on in the season, we saw with Lincoln where it was what thirty thirty odd shots and we couldn't we couldn't score. We've just got that added bit of quality now, haven't we? you know, with, with Nathan Broadhead and we've got the one going midfield as well. Who's been brilliant since he's come in. Um, so yeah, really really pleased. And as you said on paper, games you should win. But one thing that's so so important in this league is momentum, and that can swing both ways. You know, you, you look at. Um, You know, Bolton are a prime example of that. They went on a a mad winning streak. Um, And winning breeds confidence. That's such a cliche, but it's true. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It could be United or it could be, I don't know, Conway under 11s. It doesn't matter who you're playing. If if you're winning games, it's going to breed confidence in the squad. Um, So, yeah, really pleased with the wins. And, uh, yeah, the clean sheets as well. Really, really important. Christian Moulton, for me, looks back to his confident best, I have to say. Um, he still scares me with the ball at his feet. At times, he takes maybe a second too long um, than he should, but that, that has improved as well. Um, but in the main, I, I think I think it's really good to to um, to get those wins, to get a bit of confidence, and brilliant for the likes of Broadhead as well to get in the goals. And uh, yeah, it sets up nicely, doesn't it, for Saturday? A different type of game, a game that I actually think will suit us more than a, than an Accrington will, because we all know Bolton Will come out and and they won't. I mean, he, I looked at the press conference today for for Ian Everton and he said they're not going to change the game whatsoever. You know, and they play quite an open brand of football, so it does make make it into a really good game this Saturday, and yeah, we really look forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a very different game indeed. Um, Mark, bring you in there, my friend. What have you liked from these four games? Um, Maybe talk about some players who have been stepping up, scoring goals. Um, It's just been good team performances and, as Harmi said, momentum that we need going into these big running.
2: Yeah, a a couple of things to pick out, really. One, uh, you know, a lot of people raise the question about, uh, you know, settled team. Um, which you know, uh, McKenna has chopped and changed. Uh, you know, and sometimes you can see the logic of changing your lineup to to suit the the opposition. Though I am kind of in the camp, you know, we we play our best eleven, and 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 uh, you know they have to deal with us. And I do like to see that we have a, a fairly settled eleven. Now I think we could probably all pretty much name most of the side that's going to play on Saturday with maybe one maximum two. You know question marks, uh, and I don't expect there to be any concerns. That's, that's That's been pleasing, um, and I think my consistency is really helpful because you know it's all about relationships and partnerships, and those seem to be developing uh, and embedding quite nicely. I've really enjoyed seeing um Broad uh, Minty, whatever you want to call him. Um, I think he's added some extra value. He looks a little bit of um, a step up. On, on on some of the players who've been playing that, that role uh, for the rest of the season. He does seem to have an eye for a goal, an, an eye for a pass, an eye for a, you know, a, a, a feint and a, a, a finish. I, I do like, um, I do like the look of him and I think there's more to come. So that's been pleasing. Um, five clean sheets is not to be underestimated either. And that's that's really impressive, you know. Uh, a, a, you know, at any level, clean sheets are, you know, are, are vital. And I think that's been really interesting. And I've, I've liked... Um, Cameron Burgess and his role because I think he's really developed as a player over the over the over the year that he's been here I and mean, he, he joined and he was a central midfielder going back and I think at times when he when he looked at him in his early days you thought Central midfielder really is you know he, he didn't look like a, a central midfield player you know he, there, there were occasions I remember watching him at Forest green you know when you, you kind of feared that if you if the opposition had a, a chance to run at him he would be you know in, in serious trouble because of his lack of pace but he seems to me to have progressed no end. I mean, I, I like him with the ball at his feet. He doesn't he doesn't make many mistakes, and I think his, his range of passing is quite impressive. and And I do like the way he crosses the ball from the left to the right, looking for the run of Burns, etc. And you know, he seems to have an eye for a, for a decent pass and, and a good weight on a pass, as well as you know the physical presence or the rest of it. So I think that's been really pleasing, and, I, and I'd like to see the, the settled, you know, back to. That, that works well for me. Um, I, I think that the clean sheets uh, and the goals, and as Harvey said, there are three opponents there, Forest Green, Akers, and Burton. Earlier in the season, you know, we could have, Dominated possession, you know, ninety nine percent possession of the whole of the game. Created forty seven chances and still drawn nil nil, because that seemed to be the way things were going. But we do seem to be scoring goals, you know, uh, which has always been the the criticism that yeah we create loads of chances but we don't score enough goals. We are scoring goals now, and we look like we've got a slightly more clinical edge. And it does help that we've you know managed to make some really quality le- reinforcements to. To, to help us in that respect. So yeah, lots, lots of positives. Momentum, as Javier said, is key. Confidence is key. And I think the settle side breeds confidence, momentum as well. You know, a few weeks back I was concerned that if we continued on the run that we were we were in and we went into the playoffs, I, I you know, I worry because I didn't feel that you know we would go in there with with that momentum. But I kind of feel even if we did you know, end up in the playoffs. I kind of feel that we've got a good little base to work from now, a little bit of momentum, and I, and I kind of think we're on an upward trajectory, which would serve us well. So lots and lots of positives, lots of partnerships. Lovely to see some reinforcements bedding in. I've mentioned Broadbean, Hurst, you know, we, we, we've seen... Elements of what he can bring, I think there's a lot more to come from him. And Luongo, I know we're going to talk about in more depth at the moment. Luongo is, is has been terrific. I mean, I, I remember seeing him in his first spell with us, and I haven't seen much of him since. But I was very impressed with him uh, against Accrington. He looked like a really, really good player. So yeah, lots and lots of things to be positive about. So you know, I I, I think at the moment everything is looking looking good. Big big test for us on Saturday, a team that um, has very similar possession stats to us. So I believe plays in a similar sort of way. So I, I expect a really good Game of football. Uh, They play two up fronts, I believe, um, and most of their goals have come through their centre forward. So it's going to be a a really big test for Wolverhampton and Burgess, I think, on Saturday. Um, One which I think they're going to be up to, but I I expect a really good game with a couple of goals. Um, um, You know, and yeah, touch wood, it's a win.
0: Indeed. Yeah, we'll get onto, of course, the Bolton preview later on about our predictions and our hot takes and all that. Um, Harvey, Mark's mentioned Massimo Lawanga. Let's have a little sort of appreciation moment for him because he has been fantastic since coming in for Karen Humphreys. And just the, the, just the talk about partnerships, because it's, it's building now. A lot, there's a lot of talk at the moment on the main pod and everyone else talking about partnerships at the back, midfield, the 10s, um, right side, left side. Take away, my friend.
1: Yeah, I mean, partnerships are really important, aren't they? You've, you've, we've got a big squad and we've, we've got to use that squad to a certain extent, but you want your best players starting, you know, your Connor Chaplins. you know, hopefully now you're Nathan Broadheads, if he can, you know, have, have 60, 70 minutes every week. Um, and yeah, Luongo has been a, a big, big part of that. Um, one of my close friends is a big Sheffield Wednesday fan. He's obviously very happy at the moment. Um, but he, I mean, I even remember last season him absolutely raving about Luongo and saying how, how good he is and how important he is to that team. Um, and when i remember telling him that we you know that we were signing him or it looks like that we were signing him um and he was genuinely gutted because he, he would have loved it back at back at Wednesday so listen he's a great player isn't he he's, and he's what's interesting about Luongo is i didn't expect McKenna to put him as the more kind of advanced out of the two Luongo is basically the last probably 6 or 7 years especially at Sheffield Wednesday has been someone who just sits in front of the back four and, and is basically like a it's just a little rat essentially. It just breaks up play, will will bite at your heels, that kind of thing, where he seems to be playing with a little bit more freedom to get forward, um, in this in this McKenna team. So I found that interesting. It's not necessarily something I'd have expected. Um, but he's he's taken to it really well. Um, his range of passing is brilliant. His the way he turns out of tight spaces is brilliant. Um yeah, I've been really impressed with them, really impressed with them. You know, you look at the back four as well for partnerships. I think the back four now is is what it will be for the rest of the season. So it just offers that natural left-footed balance. Um, Clark looked really fresh when he came on the other night, and he looks a, a, a very good player as well. And then obviously you've got Davis, who's a who's a mainstay at left-back. So it's it's we're hitting the partnerships at, at the right end of the... Um, the right part of the season and we mentioned the bench earlier on as well I can't ever remember McKenna, you know having such a consistent bench as well you know you've got Kyle Edwards on there you've got Harness on there Hurst on there Jackson um, Humphreys and it's usually Donassian isn't it and then Haladki so it's 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 good to see it's good to see and you need those partnerships you know you look at Sheffield Wednesday every week they've got Vokes Byers and Ballon in midfield without a doubt They'll have Smith and Windass at the top every week, without a doubt. And those partnerships are really, really important in the team. So no, it's it's, it's good to see. Um and it means we've got brilliant bench options as well. You saw Kyle Edwards the other day. Um I'll mention Marcus Harness and his bench display on the against Accrington. But again, there's a player in there as well. Um and even even Clark, you know, as, as a came on as a left back and, and won as essentially that, that third goal. So the depth is really important, but partnerships are are even more important, and that's that's um, becoming, you know, it's 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 a key ingredient if you want if you want to be a successful team. And we're just hitting that at the right time. Really good.
0: I let you take away, Mark. I know you want to speak about something. Take away.
2: Yeah, Massimo Luongo. I remember him in his first spell, and I haven't seen a lot of him since. But I was really impressed with him on Tuesday night. And, and you know, the bits that I've seen, he looks like a like a a really good player. And a couple of weeks ago, I was really worried about our central midfield because you know Morsey in the booking situation and, and Cameron Humphreys, you know, as, as talented as a young man as he is, you know, physically it's very hard for him to cope with the you know the Saturday Tuesday games at this level. And you know, he's still growing, developing, you know, filling out. We're we're expecting a lot of him. Um, you know, we were waiting for Luongo to come back and wondering what kind of player, you know, he was going to be, you know, when he did play and, you know, whether he's going to be fit. But he's added an awful lot. You know, I'm a huge, hugely Evans fan because, you know, he's a Welshman and he's, you know, I, I think he's a he, he's a really good player. He he, he offers up his town a lot. Luongo and Morse is a different sort of combination. When Lee Evans plays, he tends to sit much deeper. And, and kind of dictate and 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 push the play and and, and sort of play a, the, the Welsh Pielo role, collecting the ball off the back four, spraying passes around. You know, always being available is uh, a very different sort of player. He's he's a, he's a you know he he's not that deep line player like he like he used to be. He seems to appear everywhere. I mean, you know, he, we, we saw Morsey dropping deeper and playing the forward pass to Luongo uh, to receive and then he turned and then he played the final pass for, for Jackson across to, to, to Broadbent for the goal. But you know, you often see him dropping deeper and the two seem to interchange quite quite you know quite fluidly, which I think is interesting because uh, you know, I, I like Morsey and he offers us a lot. But I, I do feel that sometimes with Lee Evans playing a bit deeper, that the, you know, the pressure on him to get up the field and get past people and find that pass. And I'm not always sure that he's 100% comfortable with, because I think that's something that McKenna has asked him to do that I don't think he's done you know, for, you know, for, for, for the length of his career. So it's relatively new to him. So I quite like to see those two alternating, because I think Luongo has definitely got an eye for a pass. There were a couple of balls on Tuesday night where I just, I mean, I couldn't help but applaud and shout, what a lovely pass. Not just the fact that he actually saw the pass, it was the pace of the delivery as well for the player to run onto, left foot, right foot. I just, you know, it's, it's when it works like that, it's brilliant. Both balls on the deck and, you know, they they created a lovely opening. So I'm a huge fan of Luongo and, and you know, I'd like to see that partnership develop and those two keep playing together and, and, you know, and get used to each other to an even greater extent. because I think that's going to be going to be superb. But I think if we can keep both of those fit and stop you getting booked, you know, I think that's a you know that's um, that's a real positive for us. And particularly, you know, if um, if Dominic Ball is going to be back with us again because he offers a different dimension again he's a you know a more physical perhaps a more defensive player and you know I think if he is fit in the last 15 20 minutes of a game when you need that kind of player to step in there and just hold things together and and, and you know and, and and give a few rollickins and, and just sit back and you know, absorb a bit of pressure he's that kind of player. Um, so it, it's looking a bit brighter. I think Kamara is, is back on the grass as well. Yeah. He played only once only last week. So you know, from from being a bit concerned, I think we might have some 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 positives there. But in terms of Luongo, yes, I I, I think he's terrific. I, I I really thought he was excellent on Tuesday. And I I really enjoyed watching him play. He, he's you know he's 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 short. He's he's fairly stocky here and Morsi, seemed to be sort of. You know, of the same sort of stock, really, aren't they? They're kind of, yeah. you know, it reminds me a bit of Mickey Stockwell, you know, but um, you know, that kind of stature, you know, kind of yeah. short and bruh. but I, yeah, but but terrific. I was really impressed with him. And um I hope he stays fit. And I, you know, I I know that McKenna has mentioned today they're gonna have to think about whether, you know, uh, Luongo and and Broadbent, you know, are gonna be um uh, OK for another game after Tuesday's game, you know, and what they imagine will be a fairly high tempo and, and you know, an, an, an active game on, on Saturday against um, Bolton. I, I hope that's just a little bit of kidology because, you know, I, yeah. I think those t- those two should both definitely be starting on Saturday. And, you know, I, 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 I touch wood and I hope they are. But, yeah, definite positives. The other one goes an absolute gem, a real gem. I, 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 if I was a Sheffield Wednesday fan now, I'd be thinking, what the hell have we done there? Why have we let him yeah. go? They must have some talent there, Harvey.
0: Indeed. Um, And you mentioned um, Don Ball, Mark. And yeah, we had the surprise news, Harvey, that um, McKenna said, yeah, he's back. He could be part of the squad, could be travelling up to Bolton. Um, He underwent knee surgery back in November and it was pretty much like a season-ending injury. But he could be back and ready for the the final 11 games. And as Mark said, Paluccio Camara played for the Under 21s um, last week as well. So um, all good on that front in the midfield. Um, Thoughts on Dominic Ball returning?
1: yeah it's it's that's an unbelievable recovery that i mean he must he must keep himself really fit and he must his body must be you know in better condition than mine um so yeah he's uh, he's is he's, he's gonna be brilliant he's gonna be such a such an important player as as mark says he's different to the midfielders we've got he's six foot two he's a bit more physical he can get himself about a little bit more um my gut is that he won't actually be in the squad on, on on Saturday. I don't think he will be. I think the one goal will um will probably start again and, and I think Humphries will be on the bench, but possibly the week after. Um McKenna doesn't really play with use more than one midfielder on the bench these days. So I, I don't think to be honest, I could be wrong, but I don't think he'll be on the um he'll be on the bench unless McKenna thinks he's he's centre back cover, so you don't need a a Donatian on the bench possibly, but uh yeah, he offers that and he offers his versatility. So he's going to be brilliant to have back. And, you know, there's, I think we're going to mention this a little bit more, aren't we, on, on the recovery times of, of players. It's been so impressive this year. You know, you look at John Jules, who's not far away. Uh, Lee Evans, Aluko, Harness, all these players have returned. Greg Lee's another one, returned quicker than than anticipated. So it's a big, big um, Big big credit to the, to the medical staff. Now I, th- I think there's been a lot more investment in that. You know, a lot of um, the, the main kind of headlines get on the pitch and it's spent 1.5 million on Leaf Davis and that kind of thing. But I think the infrastructure has been really invested in as well, which is just as important. So um, yeah, re- really pleased with with who we've brought back. Sorry if I jumped the gun there, Ross. But oh uh, no, 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 I
0: think that's perfect. It <laughs> <sort of, laughs> weighs nicely on a uh, injured player returning, and it's a good talk about the yeah mm-hmm. the. The behind the scenes staff getting these players back up the speed, back on the grass is the, the mm. cliche, of course. And uh, as you said, Greg Lee early in the season, Lee Evans, of course, he's injured again, but he, of course, came back a bit earlier. Tyrese John Jules, you know, he's been out for a while. Uh, and then Don Ball, I think Don Ball's come back twice, hasn't he? Since I think he had injury in, yeah. in, in pre season, yeah, yeah. and he came back, and he's, you know, of course, come back again now. Um, but yeah, it's just a massive improvement on. Past times under Lambert Cook, even yeah Paul Cook, even you know under the McCarthy, had so many injuries didn 't we at that time, mm-hmm. and players just being out for the rest of the season and never seen again H- how much does that impression you, um, Mark, because yeah, just seeing players return it's- out of nowhere just like boom in the match day squad
2: it 's as harvey said it 's phenomenal because some of those injuries have not they 've not been minor injuries you know they 've been quite serious knee injuries, you know, and I, I think several of them have uh, you know had to and to take surgery, you know, and I'm going back into previous seasons, you know, we we've always bemoaned the fact that we all seem to get a plethora of injuries. And then players would come back, you know, after a long period out, and then they'd be out again. I'm thinking about David McGoldrick, who's, you know, one one player of the month, isn't he, I think, or something. But the amount of times that he he'd be injured, come back, and then get injured again, and you used to think, my goodness me, you know, it's it's a curse, it really is. But I, I think that there's some there's also been some significant investment behind the scenes there, and you know, in, in, in this, and they seem to come back. And you know, when they do come back, and Evans has come back twice, and he's come back, and he's. He's, he's you know, it hasn't taken him long to get back into the into the, the the speed of the game. My understanding is that the training at Portman Road is is a play for sorry, is at a very high tempo and it's quite intense. And so when they do come back, they you know they've they've been training for a for for a good while, the rehabilitation is complete, and they're back on the grass, and they're training at that high tempo. So when they come back, it, it seems to be fairly fluid. They don't seem to you know to stutter and stumble as much as they did in previous years. It's a huge advantage when you think about it because we have got a really good squad. But you know, it, uh, w- w- when you take a few key players out with an injury, you know it, it, it puts pressure. But if they can come back quickly, you know it, it's it's a, it's a real bonus. And you know and, and um you know all these players, Tyrese Sean Jules, if he comes back, you know um within the next three to four weeks potentially, you know, and, and gets himself on the bench. That's another really, really strong player that we've got there. Another really important option who can play in a variety of roles, you know, um, which is going to add another string to our bow. So, yeah, I, I think you've got you to say really, you know, big well done to Ashton and the team for, for putting this backroom staff together because it's having a, you know, very positive impact, you know, and, um, and long may it continue. I hope those days of us being, um, you know, sick bed town are one well yeah. and truly over.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. And yeah, McKenna, do you know, he's going to have a lot of headaches going into these final 11 games because he'll getting all these players returning. Yeah, Tyrese John-Jules has been that man who's been out for so long. And we just said when he's back, the cliche claxon lock like a new signing. Um, And he's a position we've got Broadhead in now. We've got some great players in that position, but it's great for McKenna. And um, it sort of segues nicely, boys, into um, a chat about where you're at in terms of top two, the playoffs. Harvey, where are town going to finish? You've got to say it right here, right now, where are town finishing? And you've got to lock that in.
1: Town are finishing second, Ross, obviously. I mean, we're going up automatically, aren't we? We've got it. Um, I, listen, i said all season, and that's, this is no disrespect to Plymouth, Stephen Stephen uh, Schumacher's done an unbelievable job. Um, but I've, I've said all year, I said in August that Sheffield Wednesday would finish top and it should finish second. And, I, and I'm still going to go with that. Um, they do seem to keep winning, which is an issue. But, um, you know, they've, they've lost Cooper in goal, which is a huge miss. I don't think they've been totally convincing in their performances. The penalty they had on Tuesday night was a complete and utter dive that should never have been given. Um, and there's a lot of football to be played. And I, I think. I think they'll 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 fall off. I really do, and I'm sure I'll be laughed at by many a Plymouth fan and I give you permission to laugh at me if you do finish second and we end up in the playoffs. But I I really do think that at some point they're gonna have a dodgy a dodgy spell. Listen that it could be Barnsley that takes advantage of it if we don't you know, if we don't, you know, in that situation win the games that we need to. They're on a really good run as well, Barnsley. But yeah, I, I think I think we'll do it, you know. I really do. I think we'll finish second. And uh mainly because I don't think my heart could deal with playoff situation no. again. No. Uh, I've still got I've still got bad memories from 2014-15. Uh, so um yeah, I, I think I think we'll do it. I really do. I think we've got a better squad than Plymouth. Listen, they, they they might have better combinations, they might be able to scrap out games better, but I think our squad will come through and I think we will secure that second place.
0: Good to hear it. Oh, Mark has walked off. He's off. No, he's back. It's fine. For, for people listening, Mark just got up, but maybe he's ready to bring us his I'm wisdom, back. his thoughts on it. Do you know one key stat, guys, that may be going a bit under the radar? Um, Goal difference with us and Plymouth. Mm. We've got 37
2: yeah. plus.
0: Plymouth got 25 plus. So, 12 mm. goal swing there. Um, could that come point? into play? Could that come into play at some stage? Of course, you know, still got 11 games, so we could go and see those goals, or they score right. loads of goals. They could win 6-0 one day. But, um, Mark, where are you at, my friend?
2: Right. This is my... I don't you really see that. This is my playoff ticket, okay? <laughs> Which is on my wall with my... I've got a, I've got a, a lovely picture of the playoff final there. Okay, this, this is my ticket, which is, you know, I cherish this. I, I, I never tell my wife this happy day of my life. You know, it, honestly, it was the happiest day of my life, aside from my wedding, which I always say when my wife is listening. I don't want to go back and do that again. I really don't. I'd love to take Joseph to Wembley, my son, who's now 11. He'd love to go to Wembley. I don't want to go through all that. I'm 52 years old. My heart can't take it. I don't want to go through that anymore. I, I'm, I think that we have hit form at the right time. And I was sat down earlier looking at the next six games, 18 possible points. I'm optimistically predicting that we're going to get 16 points out of those 18. And the only game I've got down that we're not going to win is the Barnsley game, which I'm going to... I'm gone for a two-all draw, okay? That's what I'm predicting, okay? 16 out of 18 points. And I think Harvey is absolutely right. Plymouth have been relentless but at some point this season they are going to hit a patch of 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 poor form. They haven't got the strength, the strength and depth that we have. And I think they've stuttered a little bit lately. They've managed to get over the line just about, but I don't think they've been convincing from what I understand. I think they're going to hit a bit of a rocky run. I'm looking at their their fixtures and they've got a lot of games against teams in the lower half who are going to be fighting for to avoid relegation. And I think that's going to be a tricky, tricky time for them. And I think one or two injuries and you know it could have a huge impact. I think that we are just about now with our reinforcements, you know, hitting our best form at the right time in the season. You know, I, I think that old Alex Ferguson mantra about the season starting in March, or whatever he used to say, I think McKenna might've inherited a bit of that. And maybe he's, you know, I'd like to think that he's kind of geared us towards hitting our peak at exactly this time, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to, we're going to finish strongly. So yeah. Yeah. Optimistically, I think we're going to finish second. It's going to be really close. It's going to be really, really close. And I think we're going to have to go on a really, really strong, strong run and you know, almost get through to the end of the season now without losing a game. Okay, I, I think that we can possibly... Um, I think a couple of draws will be okay, but I think apart from that, I think we're going to have to win almost nearly every, every game that's left. I don't think we can afford a defeat. I think we've got to be relentless and we've got to be ruthless. And I think we've got it in us... I really do. I think we've got the, you know, we've got the, you know, we've got the skill set, we've got the team, we've got the players to do it. But, you know, it's boom or bust time. But but my prediction is, I think we're going to finish second. We're going to squeak in above Plymouth. They're going to drop off. And I think we're going to hit our, you know, our best run is going to be at the tail end of the season as it should be. And we're, we're going to finish second. Oh, I like it, boys. I've we said make it, it. I've said yeah. it. Blinding optimism. What can I say?
0: It's going to get clipped up by now. Plymouth fans just laughing at us at the end of the season when oh, you well, thought you. I'm sure they say the same. I mean that
2: you know yeah, you, maybe, you, you've yeah, got absolutely. to be you've got to be a glass half full fan as, as a town fan. Yeah. You, you've got yeah. to uh,
0: yeah. definitely after the last four years in League One, we need to. Get out there. then do you know what? One team is going to miss out, on all facts. is going to get 90 points, which is just going to be crazy. That's why League One is is a fantastic league. That's why Championship is a great league, but League One is a bit underrated. Even though there is some bad teams in this division, but um. It's just going to be an incredible final 11 games. It's exciting because the last three seasons, four seasons, whatever it's been, it's just been, yeah, 11th, 9th, 11th, and just, yeah, just dull. Well, even but, yeah. if we don't
2: finish second, you know, we are going to finish in the playoffs. So there is going to be something at the end of the season, you know, it's going yep. to extend our season a little bit. It's going to bring a bit of excitement. I hope it's not the playoffs because I don't want to go through that again. I think that this team, this this setup that we're, we're developing, this stadium, these fans, they deserve us to go up you know, yep. in an automatic place. Great. And then I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll throw out. Well, well I, I think we'll do well in the championship. I think we'll finish in the top half with a few key reinforcements. And, and I think we'll more than hold our own. And then the following season, then, you know, I, I think we can move on again and start thinking about, you know, pushing. But I think we've, you know, the big, the hardest step, as I've said for a long time is not, you know, what happens next season if we get to the championship, I think we'll be okay. But the hardest bit is getting out of this league.
0: Yeah, man, it is indeed. Um, Yeah, I'm positive as well. Do you know what? Come on, boys. We can play, do it. Why not? The squad is there. The momentum's there. The crowd's there. Let's just see. But, of course, we've got some big games to go. But um, it's just exciting. Playoffs, I'm scared about um, for obvious reasons. But also content. There's plenty of content for us to bring. So, uh, anyway, enough of that. Um, Let's get on to the strike, boys. And then we'll look ahead to Bolton away. Um, of course at home and McKenna's first ever town defeat um, of course which was at the Uni Bowl back in February uh, one of those dates could be in March doesn't matter but yeah lost, of course we lost 2-0 up there um, last time we played them at their place of course we drew 1-1 at Porton Road on opening day but um, boys time for the strike as always everyone listening at home or watching um, four questions plus a tiebreaker as always linked to March birthdays yeah, people were born in March. Harvey, Mark, when are you born? What's your month? April, oh, my friend. Or April, July. So... I'm an airhead. What am I in July, Mark? What date? 19th. Oh, on 12th.
2: So ah, far away.
0: Yeah, not too bad. I like that. Um, But March birthdays, boys. Um, Starting off with Daryl Murphy. Now, Connor Chaplin is getting close to 20 goals. We've got also got. Ladapo getting close as well. We've got players scoring hopefully 20 goals in a season for the first time in a long time. Um, that's not connected to Darren Murphy's question. But, um, of course, he had a couple of loan spells at the club. And this is probably an advantage here, Mark, for Harvey because um, it's about a squad number. But you never know. Um, what was his first squad number? So what was Darren Murphy's first squad number? Was it 21, 25 or 29? So he had three squad numbers during his time at the club. Um, but what was his first of course he's known as the number nine in his proper permanent spell and he's you know 2014 15 season spell Takeaway away boys can you can you repeat them again ross
1: what are the what are the what are the possible answers 21
0: 25 or 29 did i oh, okay. uh, i
1: wrote i've written down a completely different answer to that
0: okay okay well we'll find out as i said he had three different numbers during his time so maybe you're thinking of uh, the other one but we'll find out
1: could be wrong on this
0: yeah okay take it on take it away Oh so you've done 29 Welsh 29 Mark, what's, what's hard yep. done?
1: i've gone I, I originally put down 27 but was that his that was his second one. Was That's it? His
0: second number yeah okay
1: fair enough then i, I put 21
0: and it is 21 yeah. So, do I allow that, Mark? Do I allow that? Because he, he he thought, oh, we didn't even need the options. He went, oh, I'm going to put 27. I know that's going to trick somebody out. Oh, I should have kept. I should have put 27 there just to go. Oh, it was one yeah, of his numbers, that... but that's his second number. up oh,
2: you would
0: yeah. have got through. Would have got Damn it! But um, I think we're giving the points. He has got the correct answer, but he jumped the gun. Um, but yeah, 21, 27, and number nine. Um, so yeah, of course three different spells at the club. Um, question two. He's on is he a Welshman? I know he played I don't think he was born in Wales. I think he's actually no, he's from Liverpool. Ignore that, but he did play in Wales a little bit. Gary Roberts um celebrates his birthday this month. Of course he's had definitely a spell. Not Welsh, no, definitely no. Not I know he I know he had a he started his like senior career in Wales. Yeah. Um and then joined and then joined us and then yeah but uh, yeah, it's definitely not Welsh because of his accent um, of course now back with Paul Cook at Chesterfield but um, what is his middle name Gary Roberts middle name is it Andrew Michael or Peter so is it Gary Andrew Roberts Gary Michael Roberts or Gary Peter Roberts um, so Gary Roberts And let me just get the answer up because I haven't actually got it in front of me so uh, what has Mark gone he's gone Peter
1: I've got Andrew. I've
0: got Andrew. Well, let me get the answer up quickly. And the correct answer, bear with me, I thought I had it on the spread, but I got I actually just got a Wikipedia right now. Uh, so what was the options you both... So Andrew and Peter went for? Yeah. The correct answer is Michael. Michael. So just a point to no one. So it's just Harvey in front with the one. Uh, now, this is a Welshman. And I, I know it's a Welshman because it's Squeon Edwards. Um, now... Bear with me th- the, with the pronouncing of these towns. Um, but which town was he born in, Wales? Gwion Edwards, was it Aberdare? Aberdare? No, w- Welsh Mark. Take away.
2: Hollyhead or Lampeter?
0: Aberdeir. Okay. Future reference. Let Welsh Mark say Welsh things. Um, but yeah, Gwion Edwards was born in which town? What's that? Well, the light is me in Was that L- I've Lumber- gone for Lampeter. Lampeter Lampeter
1: It's definitely not Hollyhead. I know that, but i because
2: okay, I think his mum oh. a teacher. I think up that way. Yeah, no, I've
1: gone the opposite. I've gone up there.
0: Okay. Well, why? Why don't you think it's Hollyhead then, Harvey?
1: Because he wasn't born in North Wales.
0: Oh, <laughs> so we know the. So where I, I, did try, I tried my best when I was googling like towns and Wales, I was trying my best to like pick like what? maybe. Holyhead's,
1: a, ho, Holyhead's only about 40 minutes from me. It's not, it's not oh, too... Uh, you would have known that.
0: Too... You would have known that fact. You would have yeah. known that fact. Um, Welsh Mark is right, though. It is um What Do you know much about that town? Is that close to you? Yes, yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's a... No, it's, it's Mid Wales. Uh, it's a small university town in, in Mid Wales. Uh, there's not an awful lot there. Uh, but I know a little bit about Guillaume Edwards because um, his mother was a teacher, as I have been for most of my you know, my teaching career, was um, my career, sorry. Um, and I, funnily enough, I, I scored my, f- my son's first game at Ipswich Town was um, on the back of Gwyn Edwards. It's a long story, but Joe came up to the Sheffield Wednesday game when um, Paul Cook was a manager when we were in the championship. It was Joe's first ever game at Portman Road. He must've been seven at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe was playing football for his uh, grassroots team. And there was a, a chap in an Ipswich Town track suit there. Um, and, I weren't able to speak to him because he had an Ipswich Town tracksuit on. And he told me that he was a scout for Ipswich Town. And he gave me a ticket. And he told me about all these Ipswich Town players that he knew and that he knew Guion Edwards. um, And he knew Guion Edwards' family. And he told him, you know, he'd been speaking to him recently and he wasn't very happy at Ipswich. Uh, We got into this conversation and I asked, you know, he he told me which club Guion had come to Ipswich Town from. And he got it wrong. And I knew he'd got it wrong. And there was something wrong with this. So I said to Joe, I said, I'm not really sure this guy's actually an Ipswich Town scout. So I phoned up Ipswich Town and I got got through eventually to the, the guy who ran the, um, uh, the academy. And I told him and I sent him a, a, a picture of the the card that this gentleman had given me. And he said, no. And on, on the card, it said, uh, scout for Ipswich Town Football Club with a with town logo and this guy said no he's not a scout for Ipswich town football club he doesn't work for us and he wouldn't approach parents in the way that this this gentleman had done the, the, this, this gentleman was actually running some kind of other academy which purported to have links to Ipswich Town and, and, and children were being charged to go and train with him and his brother. Anyway, Ipswich Town, the, 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 the academy guy, I can't remember his name, his number's sitting on my phone. He said, thank you very much for reporting that to us. You know, obviously we don't want people to misrepresent themselves in the name of Ipswich Town Football Club. Would you and Joseph like to come and see a game? And we said, yeah, we'd love to. And so they gave us some tickets for the Sheffield Wednesday game. So off we trotted and it was Joe's first game. There you go. Love it. All oh, on the back of really somebody like not it. knowing which club Gwion Ebers came from. There you go. There
0: we go. And you got the point. That is a big thing, Welsh Mark. So it is a tie yep. going into the fourth question. Um, and it maybe gives you an advantage, Welsh Mark, because I don't think Harvey was... I think we were both born when Ian Marshall played for town. Um, maybe not. Anyway, Ian Marshall. Um, how many goals did he score for town in 97 games? Of course, closest gets the point. Um, if you get it bang on, you get two points. So Harvey, oh, wow, because there's a tie in it, So it depends. It really depends. Um, you can just go into a 3-1 lead. Um, but Harvey, I'm sure you know who Ear Marshall is in terms of the mullet. He's a striker. Um, that's just, that's a clue. If uh, people listening, you know, any young town fans listening, you don't know who Ear Marshall is. Striker, mullet, scored a few goals. But how many goals did he score? In? 97 games. Um, as you're Got the advantage, Welsh Mark. We'll, we'll we'll go over to Harvey first. Actually, um, what do you reckon in ninety-seven games? How many goals?
1: A complete guess. I've got to be honest. Um, Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight.
0: Watch Mike? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Oh, you changed it. Um, it didn't really mean anything because Harvey's actually the closest. Um, mm-hmm. He's not got that close, but it's thirty-eight. 38 goals, so he scored more than you think. Yeah, um, good so Harvey, it, Harvey wins. Um, but well, it as half? always, no, as always though, Welsh Mark, gamble responsibly and all that. But are you going to gamble, Harvey?
1: I've got to gamble, haven't I? I've got, got to a gamble.
0: Got to, got to, and the gamble is on the man called Cole Skuse, good old Coley. Celebrate his birthday this month, just like Ian Marshall, Green Edwards, Gary Roberts, Darren Murphy, and many others. Um, other strike questions will appear throughout the next few weeks of this month. Um, so I won't, I won't let the future guests know and future listeners know that the next questions in March. Um, but Coles Goose, how many games did it take Coles Goose to score his first town goal? Of course, it was... The running joke, the famous gag, when he did finally score his first goal, you know, t shirts were made, things were made. I was there when he first scored. Um, but Mark, you've got to get a bang on to win. Harvey still play as well. If you get a bang on, you, you win by multiple win by four one. Most Mark's gone straight in with 90. Okay.
1: Oh, I've got higher. I've got I've got 121.
0: 121? Poor Cole! I know he didn't score many. He scored two for town. It took him eighty two yeah. games. In his eighty second game, he scored. So um Welsh Mark's got the closest, but he had to get it bang on to win. So Harvey, you have won overall. Well done, my friends. Your thoughts and your your speech as always.
1: I'm honoured and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to receiving uh, my my prize when I when I see Saturday Ross. So um yeah, I look I look forward to that one. I saw your face just as I say that. Look at me as if to say, I'll give you a a Jaffa cake, maybe. Listen, I'll I'll take what I can get at this point, Rox.
0: I've got half eaten Kinder Beyond. How do you say it again? Beyond.
1: No, I'd like to hear you say it before I. uh...
0: (laughs) I should know this, really. Kinder Beano. No, I can't say it. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll have a half eaten Kinder Beano.
0: Yeah, because it's like, before I came on the pod, I had one, and there's still one finger left in here. So depends if i when i'm editing this podcast i may may eat it I may make a cup of tea and then edit the podcast and yeah we'll find out if yes. not i'll I'll, I'll, sort I'll, take the,
1: I'll take the recognition i'll take i like it yeah. as much as the next person but i'll take i'll okay. take the recognition
0: top man top man so there we go another strike in the bag i hope you all enjoyed playing at home um and now let's talk bolton then boys Alton Wanderers, fifth in League One. Ian Everett, their manager, Dion Charles, scoring the goals. How are you feeling then going into this one? Um, As I said last time out, 1-1 draw on opening day. lot's happened since then. They've had up and down results, but they've been winning machines, scoring goals. Um, I'll go over to you, Mark, um, first of all. How are you feeling going into this one? And, And just any hot takes or predictions, team news and all that?
2: No, I, I I think the team is going to be very very close to to the team that started on Saturday. I'm hoping that Luongo and 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 Broadbent were going to be going to be playing. I, I think that my only question mark might be about Ladapo or Hurst up front. I don't know. I think that's a bit of a 50 I mean, I'd like to see Ladapo keep his place because I think he's been playing really well. However, I think that I you know I can see a a, a role for Hurst. Um, because I think the big lad who plays at the back for for Bolton, I don't think he's terribly mobile. He's 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 a, he's a bit of a rock, isn't he? And I think Santos. The may up, yeah. Santos I think the Hurst may offer a little bit um, more running the channels, uh, you know, t- to to get behind them. Particularly if we consider that as the home side, the, the impetus will be on Bolton, maybe to have or to try and have slightly more of the possession, um, and so that might you know allow some spaces, you know, behind their 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 defence when they're pushing up with the ball potentially so that might be the the only um change but um I'd like to see the Dapper keep this place where I can see uh, the logic and maybe Hurst playing the rest of the team I think Clark and Burns will come back in and I think that that right side will be back um and and firing and and Davis will be fit and I think Davis and, and, and Broadbent will be on the left side and yeah I think it'll be an unchanged lineup and I think um you know, Hurst and Wolfenden will be busy because the big lad at front is quite a physical presence as well. And I think yeah. Burgess is going to be very, very useful um, in that context. And I think Clark adds a bit at the back as well because he's he's no shrinking violet either, is he? So I think it, you know he'll offer a bit of physicality that might come in come in handy as well. Uh, in terms of the result, I think it's going to be a really good game of football. I think it's two possession based sides, and I think they're going to pass the ball and they're managed to Already said they're not going to change the way that they play. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a, a good game, two proper proper sides, and I think that that might be advantageous for us because I think they're going to try and play football. They're not going to, you know, going to sit deep and try and hit us on the counter. You know, they're going to try and play football, and you know, and I think that's, you know, that that's a positive for us because we're a footballing side, and, and I think because of that, I'm going to say that you know we're going to soak up some early pressure, um, possibly concede a goal, but I I see us coming through in the end of winning two one. And I you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna squeak it. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a close game, but I think you know we're gonna use our subs well. And I and I think when we bring on the, the kind of strength we got from the from the bench for the last 15-20 minutes, I think we might just have enough to nick it. And I and I think we will I think it's gonna be a really good game of football. And I think it's gonna be a real test for us because you know we have in patches in the last you know, four games played some exceptional football. Um, but there have been times and there were times on Tuesday night where we just sat off. And we did enough. We won't be able to do that on Saturday you know that's not going to happen you know they're not going to be able to do that they've got to be relentless in the you know in the way that they press which has been fantastic this season the way they press in the front and you know the way that they pass and execute that pass and they move to receive the ball there's going to be no you know having a, a five, 10, 50 minute spell where we just you know we, we we do enough the ball goes sideways backwards and forwards we retain possession I think we're going to have to be fully on it and, and focus for the whole of the 90 minutes and you know and play at a at a really high intensity and make sure that you know that we are spot on and that the ball is delivered crisply you know that we pass the ball quickly uh, you know that we make the most of the possession that we've got Um, it's going to be it's going to be a test I think we're going to have to go up a notch from from we've been the last couple of games and really be relentless you know in our in our endeavor to win the game but I but I yeah I'm an optimist obviously because I'm predicting that we're going to finish second but I think we're going to we're going to win this one because I think this is the time now we're going to hit that form I think we'll win I have also predicted we're going to beat Derby as well so you know
0: Bring it on! Bring it on! Yep. Looking forward to it. Um, Harvey, you are known in our group chat as the man with hot takes. So, have you got any hot takes for this game? And your f- just thoughts and feelings going into this one?
1: Yeah, I've, I've had a quick think about this. I might. I'm going to go. Don't know whether it's class as a hot take or not, but um, I think we'll go. We'll go ahead early on for 10, 15 minutes. They might claw us back 50, 60 minutes on the clock, and then I think that's where our our squad depth is is superior to Bolton's. I know they've had a few injuries. Um, it looks like um, Adibajio, if I have pronounced that correctly, is is back fit. Um, I gave that a go, and I probably completely massacred that. So I apologize. Better than
0: me, mate. Better than me. Absolutely. I apologize yeah.
1: if, if he's listening, and who knows, he might be. Um, yeah, they're they're a they're a good team. Obviously, I I, went, I was actually at Portland Road for the first um, opening game this season, where I was impressed with them. Um you mentioned Santos. He kept Ladapo very quiet. Not sure we can take much from that, given it was the first game. He didn't get off to the best of start to ladapo but he was he was brilliant, Santos, very good. Bradley, Conor Bradley on the right impressed me a lot. It was on loan from Liverpool. Um, but they were very much a back four then and their kind of hot of form has has come as as they've switched to a back three. So they, they play essentially a, a three-five-two now with um with an advanced midfielder behind the two the two front men. So, obviously, Mark has mentioned Dion Charles, he's a big threat. Um, they've got a player that McKenna will know very well in the lab they've got from United, Scholler, can't pronounce his surname. Um,
0: Scholltier, Scholltier. Well, yeah, uh, someone like that. On, we, terrible was, as
1: well. I think we were linked with him in McKenna's early days, actually. Um, mm. And he, he's played under McKenna, so McKenna will know him very well. And by all by all accounts, he's really impressed Bolton fans. Um I've got a mate who's a Bolton fan who's going on Saturday who really likes him. So they've got some they've got some good players and it's it's gonna be a really tricky game. I really like Aramorley in midfield for them. He's a he's a very, very good player. Um so it's it's gonna be a challenge, but I I, I do fancy as I have to say, I think um McKenna, there's a little bit of bluffing from McKenna. I think Luongo and, and and Broadhead will both start. To be fair, um, if they don't, is there a sneaky sneaky chance that Khalid would starts on that left hand side? Possibly, it would be a bit of a risk. Can't see it necessarily, but if if he's not seen, Broad uh, Broadhead isn't seen as being able to go three in a row. Potentially, um, I think it will be Hurst up front. As I said, Saint dealt with with um, with them very well. They've now played with three centre halves, so. Her physicality will be will be a big big plus I think and it would be really nice I have to say I've not been overly convinced on Hurst so far it's just, just my opinion but I'd love to see him prove me wrong on Saturday with a, with a goal or two um, and I've gone in for exactly the same prediction as Mark I've gone for 2-1 well, I think we'll lead I think that peg is back and then I think our subs will uh, will make a real difference in this team because you look at their bench I mean fingers crossed this will not come back to bite me in the butt but um you know, we've got the likes of Ladapo, Kyle Edwards, Marcus Harnitz. They've got Elias Kachunga, who was a good player a few years ago, but isn't really the player he was. Um, you know, they've had some injury problems at front as well. So I think the bench is going to play a real, real big part in this game. Um, and who knows, we might even get someone off the bench to score the winner. So i am going for a 2-1, a really good open game. And, uh, yeah, fingers crossed, I'm on my, on my way back to North Wales with a, a smile on my face and three points. Well and truly in the bag.
0: Indeed. There we go, then. Bolton, it's down, that. bring it on. I'll be happy with that, very much so. Um, well, boys, yeah. it, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me. But as always, any other business? Welsh Mark, always good to have you back on the pod. Uh, any other thing you want to mention? No. Cool. Hello, he's got suffering on his mind. Here, take it off your chest, mate. Come on, we're here. We're here for you. Listeners are here to listen from you. What do you want to say?
2: Gotta say, I've got a lot of love for Kyle Edwards. His his reaction after scoring that goal, yeah. he must be such good fun to have in the changing room. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it just—I couldn't help but been from ear to ear when he said It was a beautiful free kick. To be fair, I, I do feel sorry for that young goalkeeper who yeah, just who just came on. I thought, it was, right. on and I thought it was that must be terrible for him. He looked about ten, and the ball went flying. But what a lovely figure But the smile on his face, it's infectious, enthusiasm. But you know, and, and 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 fair play to me. You know, he he he's he's a really you know. Really colourful personality. He's an absolute joy to watch. You know, and when he comes on, and, and you know, and, and, and when he scores, and he's he's yeah, infectious and lovely. But yeah, I got a lot of love for Card. I'd like to see him, you know, produce the kind of form that we know he can produce on a more regular basis. I don't think he's got the consistency, and I still don't think that the final pass is anywhere near as good as Broadhead's. So if I'm honest. So. You know, but there's there's a there's a talent there and I'd love to see that smile, you know, every game with a with a, with a goal like that to finish off. It'd be fantastic. Perhaps he can pop up and do something similar on Saturday, that would be nice, wouldn't it?
0: It would be. It would be indeed. And um Harvey, any any other business from yourself, my friend? Just echoing
1: Mark's point. I mean, he, I've, I've, I can't remember wanting a player to succeed so much mm-hmm. and then, then then Kyle Edwards. I I was smiling so much when that free kick went in. Um you can just tell what a great person he is around the around the change room. I think McKenna's comments were, were interesting on Edwards as well where he said you know he might not get the starts that he's wanted and let's be honest, even when he's been fit I can't really recall his last league start Kyle Edwards, to be honest with you but um McKenna said didn't he he's he's the best one v one attacker we've got in the club, which you know it's it's a brilliant bit of man management really because Kyle Edwards must be reading that and thinking. Wow, I'm not starting any games but I'm, I'm still seen as the, the best 1v1 You know, skill set in, in the club, so um, he's certainly got something to offer, as I said to Mark uh, as Mark just said, sorry, he, he doesn't do it often enough for me, and he's not justified a, a run in the team or anything like that yet, anyway, there's still a long time to go but I really do hope he succeeds I really do, and he, it would be great for him to come off the bench and really make an impact on Saturday uh, so that's all I've got to say, really. Safe travels for uh, for those that are going. Those conditions out there. Take your time. Leave earlier and all that uh, and all that. So uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing. However many thousand do we know? How many we've sold? Look like a near sellout to me.
0: It's probably a sellout. Yeah, I know it's a top tier, so you are a bit up there, aren't you? So yeah, it's, it's nice not the stadium. Ross,
2: I won't yep. be able to hear you
0: because you're up there but uh, I'll look out for you. I'll make sure I look out for you. I'm just trying to find that stat about Carl last last um, start. I'm just quickly looking now. Must a be a while but. appearances. I'm just having a look. Um, I'm sure there's people shouting at us now. Like, it was, thing me, Bob. Um, mm. It was against Fleetwood back in December, the 1-1 draw, but he came off in the 68th yeah, right. minute. So, Ross, we don't
1: talk about that. We do not talk no, about that.
0: No, we don't. No, we
1: don't. We don't. Thanks, a, 10-hour, a 10-hour round trip for a double deflection in the 96th minute. Did you
0: did you That's, went do you go to that game?
1: That was the game I went to. Yeah. That oh was no! Was that the was
0: that the Friday night game? Uh no. Oh yeah, Friday night. Yeah yeah. Friday
1: night. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah. That, that was uh, Friday night. What was that Friday night.
1: Because uh, World Cup.
0: Oh yes, World Cup. World Cup. And uh, yeah. yeah, the the uh, equalizer deflection, which is somewhat my fault, as I mentioned. Uh, because they switched ends, I decided yeah. to ah, get up that. and walk over and just get ready for the celebrations. But um, by the time I sat down, looked up, flick were equalised. So uh... I've got to be honest,
1: we we were we were really poor that night, really poor. Yeah. We didn't, I don't think we deserved to win it. To be honest with you, we went ahead really early on, didn't we, with Wolfenden. But I remember sitting saying, saying to my dad at half-time, that we were we just seemed. I thought we were lucky to. To go in one 0 up, to be honest, at the break they had a, they had a few chances, didn't they? They were they were in a few times. So
0: they're not doing too bad actually in the league. I think once again we don't have to play Fleetwood, or they're 14th, but I think they're pretty much safe in terms. They've of They've recruited up. well.
1: Fleet, yeah. Fleetwood have recruited really well this summer. They've you know they brought in Scott Brown, which is a bit of a gamble, but yeah. they've brought in some good players. You know, Mendes Gomez is a good player. They've, they've brought in. Um, I think Jack, Marriott's Rooney.
0: Right now, he? Jack Marriott, Rooney,
1: Jack Rooney, which is he's a bit of a character, yeah, yeah. Jack Marriott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So they've they've um, they've brought in some good players. They've got two former Ipswich, three former Ipswich players in defence. them they've got Anciala, oh yeah, Josh Hill, and a yeah. uh, current Ipswich player. Sorry, in the uh, Korean Derby. So
0: yeah, of course, yeah, he's on loan there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, yeah, let's, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, let's let's forget about that. And um, you yeah, know, we ain't got to play Fleetwood now. I'll tell you what,
1: the the only good thing about that about that was when I went to meet the players after, and uh, I bumped into. Toto Enciala and he was just one of the nicest blokes you could ever meet. And mm-hmm. you know, he he was he was getting booed when he was on the ball and that kind of thing. But he was he was saying how much he loved how much he loved his time at town and how much he yeah. wants the club to succeed and that kind of thing. And he wasn't the most talented of players, but I I could sit and chat to him for about an hour. He's uh, yeah. honestly one of the nicest, most genuine blokes you'll uh, you'll come across.
0: Yeah, it's just a sad way it sort of ended with him with his town career. But I'm sure you'll yeah. get forgetting about you know, we're in the back in the championship. Oh, that was just a funny little moment, weren't it? But And he's he, he said know. the same
1: thing. He said, you know, he, he wished it didn't end like that because he, he he loved uh he loved his time at the club, but um yeah, he was never gonna fit under a under a McKenna possession based defence, was he to be fair? But he's racking out the games for Fleetwood, so he's uh, he must be doing all right. Definitely,
0: definitely. Um, well, boys. Sorry about that, Ross. 20... My total NCR diversion there. Carry it's, on. It's fine. It's fine. We it we, was we'll segue nicely onto Carl Edwards and then got his last first start and all that. Um, so that's perfect. But Mark Harvey, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, final little point. Um, about the women's team, they've got a game this Sunday against London Bees down in Felixstowe at the AJ Arena. So if you can't do the trip to Bolton and you want your football fix, go down to support the women's team. As uh, they they could go top of the table if they beat London Bees. Um, I was just
1: about to ask how how, how another second aren't they? What's the yeah. points situation?
0: Or, well, if they yeah if they win they go top. But I don't think Oxford could have got a game. But um Oxford will have games in hand. But you know top of the table happy days you know. And uh, yeah, Oxford they could go back top if they win their next game. But um they got London Bees. Um so yeah get down there if you can. As I said a sweet shop. Uh, listen to Track the Girls Talk if you haven't already as well. Blue Wilson made her return. We had a great chat about that, and um, also I had an interview with Natasha Thomas. So, of course, it was uh, International Women's Day on Wednesday. So, um, if you haven't listened to that, that That was a good listen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, Tasted all the the heavy list lifting, of course. Um, But yeah, listen to that if you haven't, and of course, listen to the the flagship show, Game Day. Andy and Stuart reacting, of course, at Bolton. Um, So, if you're going, enjoy. If you're not, follow the game with us as always. And also, we're sponsored by Ginger Pickle and Manscaped. And if you haven't already, subscribe. Like, follow, all that sort of stuff. Um, Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.